0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We're all back tonight, so we've got Kicker, the chief of serial on FLG Insider. woo 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 Woo-hoo. We have Shelby, the hobby guru and most effervescent player in 40K.
1: (laughs) I still don't know what that right. word means.
0: We'll figure that out. And Probably. I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent.
1: Welcome. We're all back. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we are. Woo-hoo. Guys,
2: I missed you so much. I but mean we it, missed it, you, buddy.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's so nice that we're all
0: sporting nice, snazzy shirts.
2: Yes, we look professional now. We have fancy polos with our I definitely logo don't order.
1: feel weird in them at all. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Hawaiian shirt?
0: i I like that john tried to wear a collared shirt last night and i was like paul you have no idea what you're in for (laughs) bring (laughs) it uh
2: yeah we're we're coordinated all right guys well um i i'm really happy to to have yeah, well, I've been um, doing a lot of stuff right now, trying to get ready for a new army, and that means testing out new stuff like paint brushes. Guys, have you tried the uh, like? There's these white handle brushes that GW kind of like
1: accidentally the introduced.
0: Was- the Citadel synthetics. Yeah, the S. they were like accidental. Brand.
1: They announced them in everything. Okay, well, I Oops, apparently didn't all really synthetics. pay attention. I
2: got them shipped by accident in a box, and I guess I'm like, oh, I'll give these a try. And now I love them. Like, they're actually way cheaper. Well, not way cheaper. They're cheaper than all the other Citadel brushes, but I like them more. I don't know. They've got a nice, like, snap to them, I guess. And I don't know. I'm sold. So uh, they're cheap. They're from Citadel, and they are surprisingly good. So, yeah, uh, check out the STC brushes.
0: (laughs) Um, Shelby, what have you been up to? I, uh, know I think there's Citadel,
2: like synthetic, like STC stands for something. I'm not exactly yeah, yeah. sure what, but. Standard synthetic. Template Construct? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Shelby, what have you been up to?
1: Um. So classes started on Monday and I just sort of forgot how to teach the children, uh, apparently, and like freaked out and had a day of just not remembering how to build a syllabus or run a lecture or anything. So that was fun. But I've uh, I've found my sea legs once again. Um, other than that, just sort of painting up the changing boys. I don't hate how my Lord of Change has turned out. Also, side note, <laughs> if you haven't been watching What If? The second episode is out today and T'Challa is actually voiced by Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and it's like a post-mortem, super amazing thing to listen to. So if you haven't watched it, you should because it's really... I was I got emotional you probably won't yeah, but whatever well, that's I, I got I'm really emotional. <laughs> so.
2: I'm an emotional guy. I cry all the time. Let's not talk about it though. Let's keep going.
1: <laughs> okay, Seth, how's it going? What you up to? <laughs>
0: um, still catching up on life after charity hammer. Um, just like I literally, like last week, pretty much didn't do anything hobby wise. But over the weekend, I finally caught up on sleep and started trying to get, you know, going in the hobby. And I'm actually I'm embarking on a new project, something I've never done before. I'm trying to build a uh, con safe home cosplay chopper. Uh, so Ooh, I've got nice. all of it. What? Oh, yes. Is, is this, this gonna what I was doing? warping
2: or something? What's the game plan No, is? it's
0: because I need to have a chopper at the table.
1: This is amazing.
0: This, yes. I'm so excited
1: to see some weapons appear uh, at, at <laughs> It's going to be wonderful.
2: Uh, Seth, we expect to see this at the next turn. You know, if you could do some like work in I, progress I am, photos.
0: I don't know if I'm going to take it to to the LVTT because I just don't know about like I don't know how it's going to pack up for flying because I think it's <laughs> going to be it. just hold I, on to it. I think it's going to be <laughs> bigger than my suitcase, uh, oh, wow. but I think I could definitely take it to the New Orleans events because right. um, that could so just cool. go in the back of a car and then I could just drive with the chop yeah. out the window. I mean,
2: and this is New Orleans; you probably should have some sort of weapon on hand. Ah. <laughs> Right.
1: you can find kicker right. there so like yeah it's I, not I, like he's bashing a city he's never been before
2: i am living currently in new orleans i'm from new orleans i can bash the city all i want sure. <laughs> all you right
1: know, what news do you have for us yeah get okay. us
2: man well, well shelby um I'm, I'm, i don't know about you but i'm pretty sure seth did and i got to admit i did uh we bought kill Team boxes have you bought a kill Team box yet
1: no i'm not about that life
2: Really? Oh, come yeah, on! no.
1: I like I love cool stuff, but honestly, if it's not the armies that I'm playing, I'm just, I, 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 I have such limited time for the hobby that I love. Anyways, I can't just add to it.
2: No, that's that's fair. That's fair. But well, I do there, love the
1: box. I think it's awesome value. It's got the, some cool the, stuff.
2: The value's there, right? And so, like, I know I'm going to use this stuff for 40k, but you know they gave us this like extended rollout two week uh you know pre-order time and i really Mm -hmm. thought about it and i'm like i think i'm gonna play kill team i think i'm gonna give it a shot like i love 40k maybe but i have like i don't have add but i kind of have add i don't know and i'm like maybe this is the game this new edition of the game because i did try the original edition maybe this new edition is going to be even snappier and faster to pick up and faster to play and i need a game that i can fit in you know every now and then when I've only got a couple hours. And and let's just be honest, it's a new game. It could be amazing. The first edition was yeah. cool until they started rolling out all the other stuff that came with
0: it. Yeah, all the like... And now you can take a space marine captain and you're yeah. like, this is kill team. What the hell is he doing here?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, why is a dreadnought in this, you know, urban combat? Ah, it was getting too much. It was yeah. getting too much. So okay. I um I I don't know. I'm excited to try and, and play that. And I've really been like thinking, okay, like I'm gonna try and get kill team in. And uh and I know it's SoCal which is coming up, they've been focusing hard on trying to grow the kill team tournament there because they'll be the first big uh you know frontline gaming tournament that they'll have kill team at the new edition so yeah. um but there haven't been really too many releases this week in terms of product other than just of course kill team rolling out in in another week um but there was that new warzone book that they previewed uh which is really exciting looks like nids are getting some serious love oh, do you yeah. guys see the the rules on that uh, that was kind of sneak peek
1: they're fixing yeah. well, i don't want to say fixing but they're adding a lot of nuance to the synaptic stuff that currently exists is that right
2: yeah 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 the yeah
0: synaptic links
2: yeah, and it seems like people are really excited about this. I mean, obviously, with this book, it's going to be a war zone book, so it's probably going to have three, maybe four different armies that are all going to get some sort of little upgrade or perk. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about the. But the, all they give the only rules they've given so far was this one little like, you know, one page, two page like Warhammer community article. But we have to assume that's coming out soon, but no date has been set yet. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably Ooh, yeah. discuss uh the upcoming codexes that have been kind of announced but not officially what do you guys think they're gonna be because we know something's happening in december right Can we i mostly just I, wanted to wildly I,
1: speculate with right, no go, evidence go
2: go tell us what you think come on give me, give me-
0: oh mine I've, i i know it. i know exactly what's coming out oh you know exactly
2: what's coming you say that yeah. with such certainty all Let's right do go. It. go ahead orcs
0: in september <laughs> orcs. <laughs> <This doesn't
2: count. laughs> So yeah. So GW did say that some orcs were coming as well yeah. as uh Black Templars, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but then we have two mystery codexes coming out, I think in December. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's safe to say that it is Imperium and then either Chaos or Xenos, right? No, um, they have
0: said it is not Chaos. Chaos isn't getting anything until twenty twenty two. That um, is a poor th- souls. Yeah. Four no, souls. no, they deserve that for what they've done. <laughs>
1: yeah, they totally <laughs> I have no do. Heresy for bad. You chaos players. None heresy bad. None. <laughs> Uh, well, then I wonder then if the Tyrannids preview is just kind of like a, a preamble to the actual codex they're going to get later in the uh, later in the year.
2: Yeah,
0: that the- that would make sense because they have been dropping these campaign books after the codexes have released, but things have got a little jumbled lately with the release schedule. So I could totally see them being it's like, be- didn't, we didn't, we didn't really have the Nid book ready, but we did have the Nid supplement ready.
2: Well, isn't that what happened with Admet guys? They released yeah. the Fur Warzone Charizard or whatever we we're calling it. Uh, that came out I uh, before Charizard. The- <laughs> that came out before the uh, the Admet Codex. So, I mean, that wouldn't be unprecedented. But, uh, but yeah, I- I'm curious. I mean. I, I, I really personally just hope that it's something totally new and random, at least for the Xenos, right? Like I would love a new race added to the arena, right? Like I'd oh, love boy. a new come yeah. on, come on. We can dream here, right? We can dream. Sure. Can I start. think
0: if they were if if and they're not gonna do it obviously because I said no chaos, but I think if they're gonna add one race to 40k, it's gotta be chaos guard. Chaos oh. guard. Ooh. Yeah, because they're Ooh. they're all over the lore. Like these like yeah. the trader guardsmen and like these trader regiments. And you're just like, why don't we have that?
1: <laughs> like that literally be too hard, right? <laughs> like that would be yeah. a pretty easy. Anyways. yeah. Sorry. I did say wildly speculate. So yeah. good on you, kicker. Thank you. <laughs> but no,
2: but like Seth, you have a good point though. Like literally like half of the Gaunt's Go series are against trader guard, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that's like the majority of the bad guys. Um, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Okay. But I mean, Shelby take a while, like any, anything, what would you want? In, in December.
1: I don't know. Like, are you telling me to like pull something out of 40 K lore? Yeah, well, yeah,
0: I sure, listen to what our producers been yelling in our ear for like a minute.
1: Lore. Yeah. What is it? What, what did he say? Oh. S- squats. <laughs> do you, you not know what squats, squats are? i to work out
0: right now and do some squats. What? Do you not know, know help? what squats are? Shelby? Or, help? are pr- squats are right. space dwarves.
2: Okay. So, so our <gasps> producers whispering amazing. in okay. our ear right now, telling us that we should be ple- uh, pleading for squats. Um, I, I would be totally cool with that. I mean, come on, Shelby. What do you think? Space dwarves?
1: I mean, that sounds pretty great to me. But right. like, honestly, I'm a f- I am am a fantasy aesthetic person at heart, <laughs> despite what I may be doing now. <laughs> so bring in some dwarves. That's why I always lean towards like the really funky, not super sci-fi stuff, like yeah. stuff that is almost magical instead of <laughs> instead of like technological. That's yeah, what yeah. that's what I typically go for.
0: So. All right. Kicker, take us into what's going on with FLG right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: guys. We have some fancy pants objective markers for everyone going to SoCal. These are event-exclusive SoCal objective markers. You know those fancy neoprene ones (laughs) that everyone knows and loves. So many people have asked us, emailed us, saying, hey, why doesn't FLG make these? You guys make the mats. Why aren't you making the objective markers? Well, now we are. Uh, you can only get them if you pre order them from the website, and then you'll pick them up at SoCal. We'll probably be doing these for LDO as well, probably New Orleans. And it's got um, the
0: Surfing Witch on it, right?
2: Yes, it has the Surfing Witch. I
1: love it. that.
0: <laughs>
2: that was all good, boy. Um, Guys, we also have a brand new mat coming out. Yay, brand new mat. Can we get a photo of that? Uh, producer the Man Richards? It's, it's not Mars, this is the City Map 2. Yes, oh. it's a Why cleverly named ah. City Map 2. Ooh, city map I like it. I like the yellow. Created.
1: Yeah, it, it looks
2: like a modern old, current day cityscape. This is a brand new map. Uh, we're excited about it for a few reasons. One is because it's just like a not destroyed cityscape it's just like if you want to have like a city before the invasion happened but also it's really good for marvel crisis protocol i was about with-
0: to say yeah <laughs> well so I, I think like, that, that looks modern day yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah it's it's really an mcp map i mean obviously anyone can buy it but mcp has been getting more and more you know traction and so he doesn't you know, know like
0: the, the abbreviation
2: <laughs> <laughs> MC, marvel no, it's crisis- nice. Marvel Marvel Crisis Protocol have Marvel you guys yeah. it's it's, it's I, and so we will be having this at all frontline gaming events moving forward because it does seem to be getting exciting you know a lot of people excited I've seen so- a
1: lot of people play in it recently uh it's kind of blown up in in our little small town oh, yeah, um, you
2: have you you work at your store you the store there yeah so do you see people like like do you see 40k players playing MCP is that or is it a completely different
1: crowd uh, both uh, I no, see cool. 40k players uh actually Connor in the chat yep yeah, uh, plays yeah, plays it like a mofo um yeah. <laughs> and we have a lot of like just Random folks who enjoy D and D, honestly, and they were like, "Let's try out this other game that we've never like." They're Marvel geeks, and they decided to give yeah. it a shot. And they're not typically miniatures players, uh, yeah. but they absolutely love it. Oh, it's sweet. an easy, easy to play, easy to understand game. So, yeah,
2: Reese and I were just talking about, like, you know what? Maybe we need to give this a shot because it seems like everyone that plays it loves it. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's something there. Um, guys, also, um, we did do our community poll, but it wasn't really a poll this week. It was more of a question. We're just trying to get. An idea a lot of discussion going on regarding the potential path to victory we want to know like what kind of format we should be running our events with should we be trying to avoid submarining you know by designing the format to to to, to avoid that um we're you know we're proposing a win-loss draw uh draw format that does not use battle points until i guess the, the finals but the idea is that if you go join our frontline gaming community group you can be part of this conversation and part of helping us You know steer the ship that is frontline gaming into making the event the exact format you think is most fair right now it seems like a lot of people are really excited about the win-loss draw format that does not use battle points to determine pairings we'll we'll discuss all this later on though because i think shelby's going to go into more detail um yeah uh and guys i just want to give you a heads up because this is something that's also been coming up and i don't want to talk about COVID. i mean everyone's sick of COVID. But we do need to discuss it. Huh, Delta. Sick, sick. Of- I know, right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: let's not make uh, of jokes. <laughs> no, I, ended- I,
1: I have to joke from crying. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs>
2: well, 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 Shelby, Seth, um, as you guys know, Delta is a thing, and it the is airline? impacting. Right? The, L, the, air, the airline, yeah, that's right? The last, that's the last COVID <laughs> joke. So, oh, geez. I mean, you're not a dad. Dude. Well, I mean, you're, you're a doggy dad. I guess you can do that.
0: Oh, I um, have to make dad jokes. It's like contractually
2: obligated for my job. Okay. All right, fine.
1: <laughs> so, well, the punchline of this whole conversation is what? Is, take
2: uh, well, to make a long story short, it looks like we are having to prepared to adjust ourselves accordingly. A lot of cities, major cities, and New Orleans included, have started to release information or new ordinances, specifically targeting Delta. So in New Orleans, which is not just our event in December, but the GW event in October, (laughs) New Orleans has now got a new rule in a place that you cannot come to you cannot be inside of building an event, you know, a bar a restaurant unless you provide proof of vaccination. So that, as of right now, is the case. We can't adjust that or change that. That's just the fact of life here in New Orleans, and that event's going to be happening. So if you are attending the GW event or if you're attending the Frontline Gaming event in December, uh, just be aware of what the local ordinances are. Frontline Gaming is doing everything in their part to err on the side of caution. Um, so if you're somebody that doesn't like airing on the set of caution, then, then that's totally understandable. But ultimately, the cities, the ordinances, the local mayors have got a lot of things in, in effect that are not negotiable. So at this point, you need to be able to provide proof of vaccination or show your card, um, show that you've been vaccinated. Um, you know, tested negative using not the, the, the rapid test, the other test. I always forget the, 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 the cool sling. Yeah. PCR. You gotta be able to show a PCR test. So that's, that's just the way to get in, in now. And a lot of places I, and I can only really speak for where I'm at right now in New Orleans, yeah. but they're checking like, it's not like oh yeah that's a rule no one's really paying attention no they're checking so at I know our venue they will be checking at the door to get in that, that that's just the, the way it is and that's that's life right now um, so if you do have questions you can always email us talk to us we you know if you have concerns but at the end of the day we have to follow the uh,
0: the local ordinances yeah for sure. kicker can yeah. I can I ask a question then yeah, so yeah, we shoot. know that we know that's what's going on for um, for New Orleans do we yeah. know what the local ordinances are right now for Las Vegas and soCal
2: so I don't want to speak for Las Vegas uh, teams uh, because that that seems like everything... I, I don't I don't want to misspeak. So I don't right. know what it is as of this week. I do know what it is as of this week in SoCal because I was just on the phone uh, discussing that venue. Um, anyone can go, obviously go online and check out what's happening in Vegas. I don't believe Vegas has social distancing right now still in, in place. I think you still have to have your mask on. I don't believe Las Vegas requires proof of vaccination, but that could literally change by the time this episode airs tomorrow morning yeah right. um, so, so so yeah things change really quickly like i literally got a text message from like neworleans.gov just hey by the way you can't go to you know the bar down the street unless you have your your, your card showing that That's you're yeah this is like overnight um so anyway i don't know what it is in vegas in socal though as of right now there's been no increase in in the, the requirements nothing has changed uh but like i said that could change by the time October happens and we're in uh, Southern California. So moving on to a positive note, though, we have continued to add events to SoCal. Uh, We've just added Monpoc. So you may not care about Monsterpocalypse or that that privateer press game, but maybe your friends do. So you can come play 40K and bring your X-Wing, Star Wars Legion... Marvel Crisis Protocol friends with you, so you can all hang out, play 40K or whatever game you want all day long, and then hang out in the evening in an amazing part of the country. So we, we, we're still adding games to that. And then the other thing that I'm really pumped to share, guys, is that we're still adding more and more ITC reps. Literally today, I just added two more. Guess what, guys? The ITC is officially in Italy.
1: Woohoo! Yeah! Mm-hmm. Woo so, just really cool.
2: so, uh, listeners.
0: Shelby, I think uh, you and I have a tournament trip planned for Italy. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> is that right? I'm sorry. Hmm. We're, I think we need to go to Italy to check out some tournaments just to make oh, sure. Is we're, this on we're,
1: FLG's time? Let's go.
0: Yeah. I think we need to do this just to make sure that we're representing the whole of the community.
1: Rome, yeah, here yeah. we come, baby. Yeah. Do it, do
0: it, do it, do it. Um, like, oh, wait. There's that whole travel during.
1: Darn it. <laughs> we can't go literally anywhere. Guys, we're That's... trying to stay happy
0: and positive right now.
1: Yeah, not, yeah. Not, happy.
0: Not testing positive for COVID, I'm just
1: positive in Italy. terms of
2: emotions, but yeah. Um <laughs> Uh Shelby, why don't you tell us what's happening on the uh, FLGN right now?
1: Sure. Uh, So a few things from this past week, and I don't have a whole lot about what's coming up, but at least this past week, yesterday, the Grim After Dark interviewed, I believe, Tim Penny uh, about his open experience this past weekend and apparently the dozens of podcasts that he's on. Pretty sure that's (laughs) an exaggeration, but I guess that is to say Tim Penny is kind of all over the place Um, as per usual. (laughs) <laughs> that he is ever present. There's, as per usual, they're nice and snarky and sarcastic and delightful over on Grim After Dark. So go, go listen to that. Uh, the also the week before they interviewed Marshall Peterson about yes. his necrons and all that fun stuff. So you can go back a couple of weeks and listen to that one. Um a new Can we episode? find a way
2: to get Marshall Peterson on more podcasts? He's just probably he's, yeah. He's like really intelligent. The way he mm-hmm. described yeah. how he played his army was just like mind blown. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I'm just like we need to get this guy on our show. That's all.
1: Kim <laughs> question mark? Wait, right. We, just,
0: we gotta wait long enough so that you know his his uh, you know resume. Uh, get something else on it because otherwise, every, every time I've tried to plan a guest, John over at mob or not mob rules from They steal them.
1: Is, <laughs> they steal them. Yeah. So we, right. we have
0: to so we have to like do it as like a surprise thing. Fair. We can't like oh. we said it this week, so they're probably gonna have Marshall Peterson on again next week for some reason. Oh yeah, just to spite uh, you. Yeah. So we just gotta we just gotta make sure we kind of like slow roll it so they don't know what's happening. Mm, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. So we shouldn't be We're talking about it during the airing of the podcast. Right.
1: Got to keep our guests secret, guys. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, another thing that you can look out for is the chief librarian talked a bit about this a couple of weeks ago and how this was a new lore hobby focused show and it seems like it's kicking off with a pretty great start um so episode two they have ricky addington who if you don't know ricky addington is just an absolute delight um he is one of my favorite people and i don't know that he listens to the show but if he does ricky (laughs) just know that i miss you come back um anyways (laughs) he talks about making they have a really great discussion about making your own custom space marine legion because ricky has been trying to do that lately um and how to do that for crusade apparently ricky has also made his own like uh, data sheet for a particular character that he had in mind. And so just in general, how to brainstorm a new Marine Legion. Um, and then after that they kind of talk a little bit about something that I had never heard of because I'm bad at 40K lore um, called Annuncia. This mm-hmm. is like the the magic language <laughs> of 40K. They Pretty go into scary. a really yeah they go into a really deep conversation they, they about Ennuncia. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard <laughs> to believe there's more than one word in the 40k universe, Seth. No. I know. I don't see it. Walk. Um, so, uh, so chapter tactics talks a little bit about. Oh, oh, we lost. Oh,
0: do, we lose do we lose Shelby? Do we lose Shelby? Shelby. Shelby back. Is back. Right. She's back. She's back.
1: Yes. Ha ha. Back in black. Uh, I, I spoke the name chapter tactics and something came and struck from beyond and just froze me in place. It's fine. Uh, just go watch them. I guess that's all I'm going to say. Lest I be frozen again. Are we getting
0: attacked Mm. by the other shows on the network? I think we are. Jeez.
1: Dislike. (laughs) Dislike. Hmm. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for FLG network stuff. Um, do you guys want to talk about, some pairings? Yeah. yeah. You're so excited to talk about pairings. That is not the response I expected, but I guess I, I should have known better. Um, so I would like to actually dive into this topic uh, that we asked you guys about on Facebook because we got a lot of really thoughtful answers, and I can see why it is a pretty pretty hefty argument. Um, so pairings has been a, a, a hotly debated subject for 40k events recently, particularly because bigger 40k events have at least for now, and I hope they will continue to be, uh, made a tremendous return. Um, a lot of people are try- are talking about what the best, fairest way is, fairest, most fair, uh, most, fair. Most, most fair way to pair folks up is, because turns out, making that as fair as possible And making sure that path to victory is also clear at the same time is a really, really difficult ask. Um, And since FLG events are ongoing uh, and feedback from players and how things go at other tournaments can help create this ideal system, I I think FLGs and, and the ITC circuit in general is looking to... Uh, even make minor tweaks to how they can pair people up in order to create that best experience and see what does and doesn't work. Um, So Shelby needs to make a roadmap. What does that mean, Kelsey? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Shelby's
0: like reading comments randomly.
1: My bad. Um, So some of these options, just in case you've only been to a tournament with a particular type of pairing, Um, some options include pure battle points, So just you pair people solely on the points that they throughout the tournament um, and don't even look at whether they won or lost. It's just battle points. Um, Second option is actually looking at win, loss, draw. Third option is... um, Create like trying to create pairings based off the win path of players previously. So who have they played previously and how does that impact who they should play next? Um, And then combinations of all of the above. I have mostly been to tournaments that do win-loss draw followed up by battle points. Mm -hmm. Uh, So ties within that win-loss draw, who plays next is determined by battle points. But I saw a lot of discussion uh, in that chat about um win-loss draw followed by random pairings yeah so just in general wanting to get your thoughts about it my only uh real contribution before i let it go to you guys and perhaps the chat if they have some comments they'd like to make is that um john lennon made a point that i really liked and i i really vibe with um more than most And that's that The random pairing aspect rather than battle points adds a bit of excitement to the game that may not be there otherwise, right? So there have been plenty of tournaments I've been to recently where you go home after day one and you look at uh, the roster of people in the order and you know exactly who you're going to play the next morning unless somebody drops. And to me, that's not fun. I kind of don't want to know. Um yeah. and I know that probably
0: just wants ramen and probably <laughs> a hear? Moscow mule and bed.
1: Uh oh man I'm gone again. Fuck. Sorry. Oh, you no, back, okay. You, back. <laughs>
0: you came back right at the exact wrong moment.
1: <laughs> great, great. Um but no, I mean I understand from a prose perspective it actually is great to know is did, is the floating head here. I should yeah. say curse words. great. Thank yep. you for it. is here. No, yeah. stop. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. Don't scratch my head. Uh, anyways, I know that from a professional's perspective, it is good to know who you're going to play. Uh, and that's how a lot of the upper tier players practice and get ready. They will go home and play more 40k before the second day. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Where are you leaning towards this des- decision of pairings?
2: Um, Seth, take it. Yeah, go for it. Steph. Yeah,
0: I've, I've got a lot of thoughts.
1: Okay, go for it unleash the vent no it's
0: not a vent it just so i mean this is all spawned from the the thing we talked about last week the uh the submarining that manny did um at the uh hellstorm gaming event um and in in a perfect world win loss draw followed by battle points uh gets you if everyone plays to the best of their ability um it it gets you you know to a closer opponent in terms of skill level quicker Um, Versus win-loss-draw with random pairings, for the first round or two, you might have some mismatches in terms of player skill. Um, And sometimes those games feel bad. Um, So I understand why for the longest time we've done win-loss-draw with battle points. But with the the prevalence that people have been gaming that system, I think win-loss-draw followed by random pairings is the best option to to make the play as fair as possible um we'll get into it later but that's what was actually used at the gw event this past weekend um and there weren't any you know major kerfuffles because of that so uh, it's something that most of the pairing software has the ability to do i think it's just an easy switch for us as a community to make Mm -hmm. to ensure that there aren't people that are trying to game the system yeah.
1: Um so question because I don't keep up with, with mostly like how pairings were done this past weekend. I probably should have because we're talking about it on this segment, but whatever. Um so yeah. did the open this past weekend also use wind path in their calculations? Yep. So it was, okay. It
0: was wind path followed by randomized within your wind path. Hey Seth, okay.
2: just to help for some of the, the newer players, the people that are tuning in, one you describe what wind path means.
0: C- certainly. Yeah. So wind path is it's very much a, a baby of Mike Brant's. I'm sure it's not his idea yeah that someone Before and probably use it from some other system but that's the thing that he ran a lot of the time in nova and so essentially um the difference between win-loss draw versus win path is say day one i win my first two games and i lose my third um in win path pairings the fourth game the next morning i will be paired into someone else who has also won their first two games and lost their third versus in win-loss draw I can get paired into anyone that has a total of two wins and one loss. Mm-hmm. So they could have been someone that lost the first round and then won their next two games, won the first round, lost the second round, won the third round. Any combination of those. Um, okay. And and win path also gets you to a, a more true, like level of competition because you're you're following someone that's kind of had the same path through the tournament uh, as you have had. So you're going to end up getting, you know, as you get towards the end, you should be getting closer and closer and closer in terms of competition at each game.
1: Yeah. And that ideally prevents things like submarining, for example. Not necessarily in battle points, but even just whether or not you win or lose. Yep. Uh, Cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that. That awesome breakdown. I think most people are in agreement with you on this one um, that win-loss followed by random is probably going to be the best way to try moving forward. I am really interested to see how that goes for uh, any of the big events that we do moving forward. I mean, like you said, um, the Open did that with much success. Uh, yeah. So
2: yeah. I mean, people, I people really seem to like it and Frontline Gaming really tries to see what people like and do what we can do to, to do that ourselves if we can. So yeah, there's really positive feedback from the GW roadshow in Orlando. So I think we're going to, we're going to, nothing's set in stone yet. We're still considering ideas, but that's why we want your opinion. That's why we want your feedback And the frontline gaming community spot uh, page is the, the best place to give that feedback. Um, with that all said, guys, once again, if you're running an event, you can do whatever you want. If you want to do it your own format, you can do your own format. Just cause it's an ITC event does not mean you have to follow the format that we, uh, that we use. Um, Hey, do you guys want to talk anything else on this topic? Where are we at with this?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's a like just sort of explaining the uh just sort of explaining what those differences are. Yeah. Most most folks in the chat are just commenting on yeah. either agreeing or like elaborating on why random pairing uh is probably the way to go. So yeah. no, I'm just I I hope that this wait, has helped wait. any.
0: I'm gonna piss off the uh the oh, YouTube no. commenters. What do they do in magic, Shelby?
1: Uh <laughs> No, according I mean, to Kelsey, yeah. people intentionally draw in the last round in order to get to the top eight, so cuts to the top eight are pretty dangerous, oh, um, yeah. but you know we really shouldn 't be comparing how we run uh warhammer tournaments to magic gatherings dirty okay. far more prestigious okay, than okay. Those hold cards. on a second, hold on here. <laughs> I have been. Reinserting myself into Magic the Gathering, so I'm okay. gonna need you to not. Okay, sorry.
0: So t- 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 oh, you're t- a card flopper now, shall we?
1: <laughs> oh my god, why would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know where you live. It is two minutes down the road.
0: Five, Five minutes down the road. Yeah, hardly. And I Whatever, have man. Hard dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. All of your dogs, definitely the guard variety, totally gonna
0: just. Two of them are sitting next to me right
1: now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Vicious. A lot and of them. then
0: I have an attack wife that she will hug you and not let <laughs> yeah. you get any further in the house.
1: That's so true, so true. Ooh. And thank you for going on that uh that journey, journey with, us. with us, folks. Moving on, I think to our competitive 40k. Yeah. News. Seth, what we got?
0: All right. Well, as everyone knows, we had the uh, GW Open this past weekend. I talked about it already. They did use uh wind path. Uh, with randomization within there for the pairings, generally speaking, seemed pretty well received. Uh, it did prevent players from submarining. Um, and most people felt that they got them uh, to kind of skill level equal games pretty quickly. Um, the terrain, they also did their their uh, pre-placed terrain. They changed it between day one and day two. Um, and generally speaking, that terrain was received pretty positively. Um, it was kind of more dense than most folks were, were previously used to playing on. Um, Mike Brandt, I talked to him. He reported that they had a 51% go first win rate, um, which yeah. is a, it's a, yeah, you look balance. at it. Yeah. You, yeah, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for balance and that's that, yeah. because that way someone I, shoot doesn't have the option to shoot you off the table immediately. I'm so, pretty
1: flabbergasted by that, actually. Yeah, that statistic I mean, is crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good number. So, you know, I, I think that's something definitely to look into. Um, I kind of asked a lot of the players that went, you know, what did you feel the player base was? Because um, it is here in the southeast of the U.S. Um, and so we I know a lot of folks in this community. And generally speaking, they felt that the event was kind of a bit more casual than not the, how it was run, but the player base themselves. There were a lot more like less uh you know serious tournament players there um it was a bunch more uh kind of a friendly tournament if that makes sense um which is a good thing so i think maybe having that gw uh brand associated with it kind of got some folks to to come out of the woodwork um which is good because then we get people into the tournament community and say hey look it's not so bad Mm -hmm. um so that, that's a chance that a lot of these players had to kind of get out there. Um, they also did um, kind of a, some social aspects because Mike Brandt always loves to have him a good party. Um, so they had like... Uh, like hang out and chat with a bunch of folks, and then one night they actually did a screening of the first episode of Hammer and Bolter there. Oh wow! So you got to hang out and watch that with everyone. So that sounded pretty cool. Um, but overall, yeah, it sounded like it was a, a pretty well run event. Um, it, it was received pretty positively. Um, I watched a lot of the stream. You know, nod to the, the folks behind the scenes here on on our setup. Uh, they were helping out. Uh, Papa Val and Rich were helping out with the GW stream. So good job on you guys for doing that. Um, I, I hope you steal all of their cool tips and bring them back to us. Uh, but what did you guys, did you guys pay attention to the GW open? How that went? Yes. Sorry, it went.
1: I just noticed I disappeared for a second. It was interesting. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, just go ahead, Kicker. Sorry. No, no,
2: I, I think it was really, really well done. I mean, I liked the uh, the new technology that was used on the stream. Um, yeah, you know, and of course, Paul and and Nick body uh, yep. they were they were they great.
0: So yeah, they were great. So they did yeah, a no. great job, except for Nick's stupid tagline drove me nuts.
1: Which was let's just <laughs> it's, let's just my hear.
0: it Nick not Nick body and it's time to potty. And he said it with like a thick Jersey accent. So that the first time it actually sounded like he said potty, oh. which I then <laughs> clipped off of Twitch because I was just like bro that,
1: that's <laughs> yours now <laughs> yes uh, so, oh man uh, it was he,
0: but he he handed he up he had a good time with it which was fun so um I, it was a good time to watch and and paul paul has a good balancing effect on nick so it was a good matchup
1: very cool we well, starsky, nice it's
0: like the starsky and hutch of <laughs> uh, you know you don't know that you need them until you do Um, All right, let's get to the ITC recap. Uh, For not a whole lot of movement uh, this week, the the open scores haven't gone in yet. Um, So for the 40K competitive track, we've got our number five is Colin McDade. Number four is Mark Hurdle. Number three is Brad Chester. There we go. There's our graphic. Hi, graphic. Uh, Number two is Sean Naden. And number one still is the boy king, John Lennon. Um, The boy king. He he made it all the way to the finals. But...
2: uh, Richard Siegler won the open,
0: right? Did. Did
1: you, uh, overall. Overall. Right? Yeah.
0: Clearly the king cannot defeat the robot. Plain and simple.
1: <laughs> the it's logic
0: machine that is Richard Siegler cannot be defeated by the charm of boy king. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Love you guys. Um, so 40K hobby track. Um, number five is Scott Boucher. Number four, Noah Beto. Number three, Nicholas Quenker. Number two, JT Steger, and number one, Lee Harris. I think we've kind of hit the point in the season where you know we haven't seen a whole lot of movement here. Mm-hmm. People seem to be kind of pretty well locked in. If you look at the top tens, there, a lot of those guys already got their their kind of max number of scores in. Um, but take a look there, Shelby. You see who number six is?
1: No, I can't read. I <laughs> can Marshall guy. Peterson. Oh, oh hey. cool. great, your, your beloved
0: Necron friend.
1: I'm yeah. so happy about that. Yep. I bet he doesn't even listen to this and he's like, who the heck is that chick? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, who the heck? She's it's, just a okay. weird background player.
0: What, he's he's a contractually obligated as a guest of Grimdark to listen to all FLGN podcasts. Yep.
1: Ah, yes, that's how that works. Yes,
0: exactly yes, how it works. Um AOS competitive yeah. track. We did have a little bit of movement there, I believe, this week. Number five is Patrick Shiflet. Number four, James O'Brien. Number three is Ramon Silva. Number two is No Aquino. And I'm going back to the no pronunciation because no one contacted me to tell me I was right or wrong. Um, And then number one is Anthony Tretinelli.
1: Huzzah. Huzzah. Uh,
0: The hobby track. I actually did see some notes from last week that some folks think the hobby track is is, uh, busted um, for AOS hobby. Um, I don't think that's a busted on terms of how we're scoring it right as the itc i think it's maybe how scores are getting put in by the tos but that's something to look into maybe yeah but we
2: are looking into it on the on the back end i'm trying to discuss with the bcp guys to see if there's okay. some something going on back there because kicker yeah.
0: is kicker is summoning the tech priests and he will uh light the the incense and smear the holy oils <laughs> Uh, on the BCP and make it work. That's um, a
1: direction I didn't see that going. <laughs> have you
0: not read any like books about how Admec do crap?
1: Seth, <laughs> I can't read.
0: Yeah, you are a card flopper. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, B- number T- five is world. Ramon Silva. Number four, Chris Daughtry Number three, uh, Chris Hernandez. Number two, Nick Garcia. And number one, No Aquino. And there you have it. Your your rundown uh, for this week. Let's get, we didn't have a lot of listener questions. I think I intimidated people with my Will McAvoy uh, gif. Ask us
1: stuff. Ask us stuff.
0: So you can ask us stuff in chat. Meanwhile, while we're waiting for chat to ask us things.
1: Don't be jerks about it either. Shelby, there's
0: a question for you to read to Kicker.
1: Kicker Bill from Toronto asks, will frontline gaming incorporate the terrain rules that GW used in Orlando?
2: Okay, so as everyone by this time knows, GW did use, you know, a preset deployment sort of terrain. It was pretty considered, it was dense, it was all in plexiglass, it was beautifully painted. Um, I think it was best described, so I heard someone, I think it was actually in Grim After Dark with the interview there, they were talking about the terrain being a lot like 8th edition terrain that all the first floors were boarded up on the ruins. Will Frontline gaming, gaming be using that at this time? No, that's we've got a lot of terrain. We can't just adjust our terrain to look exactly like that. To make all that terrain from scratch will take a long time. We do like that terrain. We're not saying it's a bad terrain or anything. It's just that we can't you know, adjust ourselves to make that happen. What we did do, though, which uh, Seth and I talked about last week, was the player-optimized terrain. I believe the abbreviation or, is POT. Correct. POT. Oh the, if you <laughs> went, listened last went. night...
0: To grim after dark, uh, yep. they also uh, made player optimized optical placement, poop, poop. Yes, <laughs> so you can have pot or poop, your choice. I mean, w- we are
2: such such professional grown ups here, but yeah, I feel like that's it. a
1: really clear choice. Yes,
2: right. Like a super <laughs> what do you, what clear do you want choice. a bag of?
1: I mean, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you had to use bag so, in so, that. So
2: so um, so frontline gaming using ninth edition rules and the terrain that we have, uh, you know. Um, about a thousand tables worth of is is using uh pot or player optimized terrain rules to help uh make the make the game as balanced as possible and the feedback's been great on that i don't think we'll be changing or adding plexiglass bases to our tables or well, having terrain
0: already has bases on it though yeah it, it's, it it's, has it's mdf it. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah yeah so, so we, we don't really need it.
2: it but with that uh, said we're always updating and making new stuff and who knows what we'll have this time next year so do we get a, anything in the chat, guys? Uh we do, but I um before it scrolls away, uh
0: Kara Quinn wants to know why there's five AOS events and four or six forty K events for hobby scoring. That's I don't a know really good K. question. That's like. something mm, that is a good question. Is that yeah. intentional? Well, I don't know. I <laughs> <okay. laughs> <laughs> <That'd be cool laughs> yeah, but I did want to to mention something about the terrain while we yes. had this topic on. Go for it. Um I actually like the idea of of GW and FLG doing terrain differently. Oh, okay. Um, because if both systems work. If you have this is a preset, I can practice on preset deployment, and then a different system using different. You guys are basically completely different terrain pieces yeah. of terrain. It's not even like you're you're using the same actual models for terrain. You've got completely different sets. Because I'm literally I'm I'm, I'm writing orc lists right now. You know I'm going to the team event for. Uh, the end of September and I'm writing an orc list for that, but then I'm writing a different orc list for From the GW, GW event yeah. in New Orleans because I'm like, well, that one's going to be a lot more dense cover. It's going to be a lot harder or not to actual dense cover, but a lot more or less line of sight. I have to think of a different army. So it, it can help kind of keep the game fresh. If you jump yeah. between right. those the
1: spice of life yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah so yeah. I I really do. I mean, Shelby, you, you know, you didn't play a ton of ITC missions, but do you remember jumping between ITC missions and Warzone Atlanta missions? You know, a year or two ago.
1: Oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it fun. was weird. It yeah. was weird, but it was it fun was to kind of be like, All I was right, really I'm intimidated. Gonna, I'm going to yeah. think
0: how to play the game differently for a bit, and that's just a way yeah. to do that. You know, still kind of using the same mission set. So, yeah. I like that idea. Um, for sure. Anyway, it keeps it
1: fresh. Yep. Uh, Ruler of Chaos wants to know our our take on whether Thousand Suns will be able to take on the top armies. Like, did Ooh. I guess? I guess did we see the same power creep as before uh, within the codexes for Thousand Suns and Grey Knights?
2: I mean, Seth, I have not had any experience. I've not even read the codex yet uh, for either Thousand Suns or Grey Knights. I've heard from Thousands. our wonderful producer that he loves Grey Knights and that he apparently has gone five and zero oh so far. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: Grey Grey Knights are are going to be strong. Thousand Suns are going to be strong. I don't know. I think they're going to affect how the top armies play in the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, I mean, the Thousand Suns can just put out a silly amount of mortal wounds. Um, Gray Knights have a silly, they, they also can shoot well and do a lot of good psychic buffs and fight really well. Um, so I think we're just going like, right now, the top armies really aren't considering how they're going to deal with psychic. Um, but that, if you don't have a plan of how you're going to handle Psychers and you show up against Thousand Sons or Great Knights, like it's not going to be a good day. So I think it's going to modify how the, you know, it's going to change the meta at the top end. I don't know if it's going to change and then, you know, Dark Eldar and Admech still can blow them off the table and it doesn't matter. Um, so that remains to be seen. Um, I, 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 I mean- want them to be good, I want them to, to get. Get on the, the the higher end of the 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 tier ranks, if you will, and see how yeah. they do.
2: Like any codex that comes right, you know, as as soon as people start to realize how to counter it or play against it, everything starts to balance oh, out no, no, a no, little no. bit more. And you know, going from having no psychic heavy armies to having two hitting the hitting the the tables at the same time, I think that people are going to adjust pretty quickly. All right, I
0: will I got, say that I got one here that I need to okay. say before yeah. it goes away. Um, we says that uh, might not be the best person to ask a question, but I'm brand new to Warhammer. What are the best takeaways a new player should look for when watching people play the army that they're trying to learn?
1: Yay! Welcome to 40k. Yeah.
0: Okay. There's only <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I've been watching that question to slowly inch down our, our list of <laughs> chat, and I was like, it's gonna go away. No, <laughs> okay. it's a good one.
1: No, I'm glad that you were considerate for it. Um, I guess. As a, as a brand new to Warhammer player, honestly, my suggestion would be while you're watching people play to just watch the rules of the game unless your army to start with and pay attention to the rules for your army. I mean, like if you would like to see what sort of tactical decisions they're making and how they're moving around the board with what units, I think you, you can sort of pick up on that. But honestly, I think it's at least for me, it was important to have a grasp on the actual rules of the overall game before I started focusing in on what army I wanted to play. Uh, but you guys probably have a different take.
2: I mean, I'm going to just say, and I know this is a little gung ho, but I learned so much by going to an RTT kind of just not knowing what I was doing, but not only did I learn from having three games back to back against, you know, Qualified players, but the each player I played at my first RTT was so generous with their time, showing me how I can become a better player. That at the end of that one day, I was just I was like ready to go. Like I knew what I needed to build next, what I needed to adjust in terms of what rules I need to read. It was a it was a really good experience. I know that's a little bit more of a general response, but I I don't know. I mean, I if 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 you're willing to, if you know the basic rules, you can play a few games. Get just to a very casual RTT and get that that time in playing some reps and, and learning from really cool people
1: uh so my suggestion because we're running on we're running on quite a bit of time but there's two more questions that are in the chat that i think would be awesome to answer very quickly kind of our lightning round style all right first of all somebody uh gazillion says he's putting together his first knight ever have the chances put together but no weapons yet no knights aren't super competitive but what do you think um i should put together thinking about trying to be competitive so i guess what sort of weapon loadout uh do you guys have any advice on weapon loadouts for knights
0: i do magnets Mag- magnetize your knights. It- that way you can you can swap out your loadouts. Um you'll you'll be very happy with that decision. And you can find lots of tutorials online.
2: That on is the right made. answer. Knights are big models, they're almost designed to to to, to work yep. with magnets.
1: Uh, and then next up, any tips for people trying to learn AOS coming from 40k? And honestly, the only thing I have to say to that creator gator, which creator gator, great name, um, <laughs> is just that there's honestly with the background of 40k, I, I watched, I just watched a demo of AOS in our store the other day. It is really intuitive. Uh, if you already know the rules for 40k, it is ridiculously easy to pick up AOS. Uh, it is a slightly more melee oriented game, but overall, really really easy to get into um so i guess honestly just pay attention to those few differences but for the most part like it's a really easy transition so and that's my two cents um,
0: all right yeah well i think we've, we've gotten lots of great listener questions tonight we, we thank you live chat again if you're uh, listening to this recording and you you want to hang out with us we do this uh every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern time you can hop in the chat and chat with us and we'll answer your questions um don't forget, SoCal tickets are still available. Uh, yeah. Grab those while you can. Um, I'm, I'm considering it. Do it.
1: Are you really? Do I it. I mean, I mean, like, do it. The come other on, day. Shelby. Shelby, sure, don't yeah. you want to go yeah. to
0: like California in October?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. nope wait what yes yes
0: yes yes you do i want to go i want to no. go okay we'll you see. go we'll anyways <laughs> mainly because danny's going and i want a chance to defeat him again um <laughs> there he is pizza oh danny God. it's upside down pizza <laughs> danny angel run away that's uh, really creepy don't forget to check do not out like. the, uh the other shows in the flgn um you've got uh tomorrow's gonna be a thursday show so be excited to see what's coming up there um and then the cycle starts again uh with grim after dark on tuesday and maybe just maybe You'll finally get that beloved chapter tactics.
1: You mean Maybe stat not. center? Stat center or there. You know stat center? You stat center. Yeah, stat, stat yeah. Center. It's yeah. been so long it's we so don't even remember the name, the, the name of the show.
0: The name of the show. Other show. Val. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Sure. Final yeah. thoughts for the night, kicker Shelby. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks guys for a lively chat. You guys have been fantastic with the floating. Hefe, get away please
0: you're not worried about Thank the pizza you. angel that's still attacking you
1: he's been there now for a minute it's fine
0: what are the cheese drips?
1: Huh. okay there we
0: go <laughs> anyway right.
1: i have i feel like we should just apologize again to people who listen to this episode post in the podcast because they're <laughs> just made like this so
0: confused <laughs> they've made it this long they don't <sighs> yes you you are heroes i love you Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday.
1: See y'all.
2: Bye, guys.